from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Well, the grades are in. Round one in the books. Michael Lombardi, did you grade all the picks from last night? It was, as we welcome you in, I'm Patrick Maher. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM, of course. The man with his name on the show is Michael Lombardi. He's with us in studio. I know you run to the computer after the first round and look for the grades. Oh, I couldn't wait for that. Got the grades, see. the grades. The grade. It smells like my mother's house in here. Because the way I they, just sprayed everything in I here. I like, miss my mother here somewhere. I mean, as you know, it's like. <laughs> Shout <laughs> to my. I mean, I wish she was back. I really do. I miss her terribly. But, uh, I, you know, it does. I mean, she was a clean freak. Anyway, yeah, I can't wait for these drafts. I can't wait for these grades to come in. Look, I said this. To start the draft, nobody can criticize who you pick and what you pick. I think, to me, where the criticism lies last night is in team building. You're the Atlanta Falcons, and you have a bad defense, and you go and pick another receiver two years in a row. Mm -hmm. Like, you're going to guarantee to get Arthur Smith fired. Like, you're going to do that. Like, I, I think to me, that's more of the conversation we have to have today is where, what are they doing to build their team? You know, Tennessee, what are they doing to build their team? They offered $16 million to A.J. Brown. He turned it down. So they decided instead of spending a little bit more, they're going to trade him. Okay, great. I get that. You make, But let's see what they're going to do. And so, you know, everybody's focused on they didn't get this guy. Like, this was not a draft to complain about picking a guy too early. It's all a second-round draft. You know, the Patriots are getting a lot of crap for picking the kid from Tennessee, Chattanooga. You know, uh, I had them going late in the round. Les Snead and Sean McVay are making faces at it when the, when the card came in. Kid played at the Senior Bowl. They watched him against the higher level comp. Yeah. Four-year starter. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, okay. it's a be- They said the same thing about Travis Frederick when he got picked, That's right? right? I want to I walk through that process of the draft with the UT Chattanooga kid in a second. But I, I, just as a theme, and we talk about value on this network all the time, isn't the value between rounds two and four here? So this is, yesterday is for the flash, it's for the cameras, it's for the audience, but this is where it gets interesting. And Michael, the theme, not just this offseason, but yesterday, six top 20 wide receivers taken, of course, and one quarterback. So the theme kind of coming out of the first round, and then we'll get into the particulars. Just one quarterback with Pickett to Pittsburgh. He stays home. And then six wide receivers in the top 20. 
You know, I, I surprised by that. You know, I mean, not that I thought six receivers weren't going to go, just the way that they came off the board with some of those teams really needing more than just a receiver. But understanding, like, I get that, okay? You know, they want to get the – and then once those receivers went, everybody's giving Green Bay crap for not picking one, but what were they going to do? If they pick one, then everybody would have said you picked the guy too early. Right. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's a double-edged sword. So what are you going to do there? Uh, for me – for me, I felt like it was a draft. This is always this has been a second round draft. It has been that since the first pick was yeah, turned you've said in. That it's a second round draft. Yep. I thought what Philadelphia did to trade up to get Jordan Davis was spectacular. Everybody said, well, they were going up to get Jamison Williams. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. Because they made that trade to go up to get the guy, and then they went it and they were working on the Brown deal. So they knew what they had. The, the thing that shocked me. Please. The the thing that shocked me was are they building, and this is a Bill Berman line, are they, are they returning to Munchkin land out there in Arizona? I mean, how many more little guys can they have? <laughs> Hollywood Brown traded from, of course, the Ravens to Arizona. Lamar not happy on Twitter. He, that's their best friend, so not happy about that. Coming back to Baltimore, 23rd overall, they then trade back to 25 and take the center. Were you shocked? We'll start with that trade, then get into A.J. Brown and the Eagles. Were you shocked what Arizona did there? Just completely shocked. First of all, you're, taking, you're giving up a first-round pick to get a guy who's going into his fourth season. So, you know, you, you have a, you'll be able to pick up the fifth year. But you're getting a guy who's a diminutive receiver. He's not very big. And you need – and to me, when you have a small quarterback – who needs a large window to throw the ball to. Right. You want big receivers. Like, you've got to marry those two things together. You just can't have a separation. Like, you just can't have five point guards out there. Right. It doesn't work. So, I, I, to me, you know, yeah, they said, well, we needed somebody to come back and play to handle Christian Kirk. I mean, okay, great. You got him. But let me ask you this question. I'll throw it back to you. Like, what did Marquise Brown do? He averaged 11-1 a catch. Like, what has he done to really make you think he's an elite receiver? Nothing. And you got to pay him. And now you got to pay him. Like, I, I'm missing the value of the player. Like, I, I don't get it. Like, I know he comes in with a lot of fanfare because he played at Oklahoma and he was part of the Munchkin Land crew. But I mean, like, seriously, <laughs> like, I, I mean, you know, we're on Lollipop Land here. Like, I mean, really, we're in Lollipop. I mean, the guy, the guy had 11 1 last year. You know, the year before, he averaged 13 3. I mean, the year before that, he's at yeah. 12-7. I mean, no. this, we're not trading. They're this not overwhelming. They gave up a first-round pick, and they could have – Tyreek Hill wasn't a one. Nope. Nope. Completely didn't understand that. Now, did you understand the Eagles' move for A.J. Brown? Not only did they send the 18 to Tennessee, Tennessee turns around and drafts his replacement, a guy that you really like in Traylon Burke, the four-year $100 million deal. See, that's what – the Cardinals are that check's going to be due for Marquise Brown. I understand paying AJ Brown, not Marquise Brown. Yeah, I do too. I mean, look, I, I AJ Brown to me, and I think with Devontae Adams on one side, it really helps him because we know this about DJ Brown. He is not a fast, explosive, get open receiver. He's a that's a bad term. He's he's a run after the catch receiver. Mm -hmm. You get the ball in his hands, and he's going to be really hard to tackle. Physical, physical, tough. You know, he's going to go inside, make tough catches. Right. He's going to be around. People are going to be around him. So when the coverages are going over to Adams, this guy has a chance to get single covered. And then you've got to make sure when you're game planning against him, who's who's covering him? Not so much as who can cover him, who can tackle him. You put some, you put a Dory Jackson over on AJ right. Brown. He ain't getting him on the ground. No. So that's the problem. Here's my issue with it for Philly. How accurate is Hurts going to be throwing the ball to him? Can he throw the ball in rhythm and timing to get the ball out to him? They're setting this thing up, really. I think Philly's setting this thing up to eventually get a quarterback. I, I, I drop back passing quarterback. It 100% it, it appears that's what they're doing. A good compliment to Smith, though. They got Goddard. They've got weapons. You love Miles Sanders in the backfield. They've, they have weapons. The question is at quarterback. So that was one of the trades. The other trade, and this was moving up. I mean, as a Lions fan, I got to be honest, Michael, I was thrilled. I mean, jumping up and taking Williams, they obviously Hutchinson falls to them at two, but I was so excited when the Lions moved up 20 spots and grabbed Williams just because he's an exciting player to watch. We saw it with Jamar Chase last year. It's fun. Yeah, it gives him a chance to clear the field. I, I didn't understand this trade. I mean, Minnesota gets, they, they go from 12 down, they, they go down 20 spots for the 66 pick in the for for an extra two and and the 66. I didn't understand them I handing was, the 46 back to the Lions. I mean, I I don't understand it. Like I didn't get. I thought Detroit made out like a bandit in this deal. I totally agree. 
I, and, and this totally is coming agree. from an analytical-based team. I mean, the new general manager there is he's he's all predicated on on analytic. Like this, to me, you go from twelve to thirty-two. You you it better say next year's one on that. When you're looking, what what is that system called? Where you're the value? It's the, the chart. The chart. So right. that chart from twelve to thirty-two. I mean, it's it's crazy. I got to put it. There's in. a great I, chasm. I have, there. I have it in my Excel sheet. On the break, I'll put it in. At what it's the value of it is is because I think to me they got I thought Minnesota got ripped off I think Minnesota moved themselves completely out of territory yep to go get it I mean the, uh, look it's a second round draft I get that but I thought they got ripped off in that deal so AJ Brown's an eagle Marquise Brown Cardinal Hill a dolphin Adams with your son there here down the road a Raider Allen Robinson a Ram Amari Cooper a Brown like 10, 11, and 12. Wilson, Olave, and Williams. By the way, they were all teammates at Ohio State before Jamison Williams transferred to, to Alabama. What the hell is going on with the wide receiver market? Was it Jamar Chase? That kind of, I don't know, but it's this, that we've never seen a wide receiver offseason or a draft like this. Yeah. We literally haven't. I, no, I, I think that people are, I think the Jamar Chase influence has created a lot of. We got to get a guy. We got to get a guy. We got to get a guy. And yeah. this notion to pay for it has really increased. And and look, it's one thing to pay for Tyree Kill. I get that. And I don't like. I don't think Amari Cooper was worth twenty million a year. Maybe Cleveland would. But uh, for me, I, I felt like it was a situation where you're getting good players. The market's paying them. But Devontae Adams is worth it. We know that. I think A.J. Brown's a good player. I think it's more of a sixteen. I mean, I agree with with Tennessee. He's more in that sixteen range. They overpaid Philadelphia. But maybe they felt like they got one that they needed to get. It's going to be these receivers. I'll I'll say this today on April 29th, the day after the first round. There, three of these receivers that got picked in the first six will not be as impactful as we all think they are. Fifty percent of them will not be as impactful. I mean, realistically and historically, that's just the way it goes, right? Yep. It's just <laughs> hit, hit half the time in the first round. So, it, it, you know, the, the value in the second round, if you look through and you nobody's studied the draft more than you, that's kind of your thing. You know, just the players that the rosters are comprised of third round and beyond player, you know, right. like that second, third round, fourth round players. And that's just the way it is, just given the numbers. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that it comes down to player development. It comes down to how we're going to get this. Like, I think for sure. I think Jordan Davis is a really good player, but they're going to have to make sure he's in shape, develop and do all those things for him to be a really good player. By the player. way, he goes 13. Remember, the t prop was set at 14 and a half. Well, I think they had to get ahead of Baltimore, and they knew I, it. I, I, why did he last till 13? I, I was watching. I, mean, how, I, I mean, was sitting there YouTubing him while the draft was going on. He's my favorite player now. I mean, he's mammoth. And it's interesting because generally they're going to highlight, you know how they you were working, but – when they show the player and then they show the highlights as soon as he's drafted, what they showed about uh, Jordan Davis was sometimes taking off plays. I thought it was odd. They highlighted the negative. They're coming right out of the draft pick. Yeah. Well, I think these, some of these highlights are just bizarre. They don't match they the player. weird highlights. Like, like if Al Davis was watching it, you want me to watch the draft that like, he would be like, are you kidding me? Like these highlights are so bad. Like, I don't see how they, they line together, but Look, I, there I think is. there's Look the guy who got late. When you get a label on you, like this kid did, the label, you can't get it off. They just Everybody just keeps repeating the label. That's why guys slide in the draft. Yep, perception matters. And Jordan Davis slid down to 13. A great move by the Eagles. Uh, I, I saw you tweeted it right away. Great move by the Eagles, and I totally agree. By the way, three series in the NBA ended on the road last night. We'll wow. also get to that, including the team from... Oh, Philadelphia. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I, I mean, look. Uh, we'll it, come back and discuss it. Yeah. It's a Lombardi line. <laughs>
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. You see it right there. It's the king of sports books. Go to BetMGM.com. Download the app. You're ready to go. Also, they got the loyalty program. It's all good at BetMGM. 21 years or older, 1-800-522-4700. Michael Lombardi here in studio. Happy to have the big guy here. It's the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. He just ran the draft value chart on the lines dropping with Minnesota from 12 to 32. And it actually does add up for Minnesota. It, it, yeah, it does, but it doesn't add up in my mind. It doesn't totally add up. Agree. It doesn't look like you're, you're, you're losing 20 players in a value. To me, it seems like an awful lot. Although this is a draft that, you know, but they didn't get enough back. I mean, given that pick back to me, you know, that the Minnesota's picking now, they, they picked at 32 and now they're picking at 34. They'll also have a pick, uh, uh, they also they gave away 46, so they moved up in the they moved down in the first and moved up in the second. Essentially, right. is what they did, and it only cost them it only it only cost Detroit a second round pick. That seems a little light to me. If Detroit got wide receiver one for that move, I mean it's in, it's it's a huge hit. Yeah, I mean I mean that value is 128, and so uh, you know so they get 128 back, and so they they I mean really they they even on the value they lost out. Right. And the, the value. Minnesota won out. No. A, a Minnesota lost out on the value. Okay. Minnesota gotcha. lost out. But by kicking that pick back, they, they lost out. But look, it, it is what it is. And, and that's what they decided to do. They just wanted to move down. It doesn't, it doesn't add up. It, to me, it was too much of a drop. We're, we're going to focus, Michael, on the Jets and Giants in a second. I want to get your take on how they did. But this is fast. I'll, we get an opportunity because, you're, because of your experience to talk about this. The Patriots took out of UT Chattanooga, Cole Strange, number 29. You saw, and I think McVeigh and Sneed looked like they were having cocktails or something. They were Probably acting were. weird. Yeah. But, and they were, I don't know if they were clowning the pick by Belichick and the Patriots, but here's my question for you. What is the process? So we understand it all starts and ends with Bill Belichick, but his scouts bring him the tape of a kid from Chattanooga. Like, how does this work? Can you walk us through picking Cole Strange out of UT Chattanooga there at 29? I can promise you this. Les Snead making fun of Bill. Bill wrote more reports on college players than Les Snead has written in the last two years. Just want to put that out there, right? So what happens is now that this draft is over, this draft will end on Saturday night. Monday morning when Belichick goes into work, he will start working on – this is not – I'm not making this up. He will start working on the next year's draft. It's incredible. He will start working on the Pac-12, the 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 big, the, the Southwest Con, whatever whatever one he wants to start with, not the Southeast Conference. And then he will go through that conference and he'll write up all those players. And by the time he goes to Nantucket, he'll have the he'll have all, a lot of the conferences done. He does it every morning and then in the afternoon, or he might do it in the afternoon, depending on how he does it. Seven days a week. So then he writes those players up. Then. Wow. In vacation time, he'll spend time on the Southeast Conference. When he comes back in June, in July for camp, you know, he's working on the football, but there's a lot of time 
that you can work on the college draft too. So two, three hours, he'll work on the Southeast Conference. And then during the season, he's working on it on Thursdays and Fridays. So he's he will probably they didn't nobody's coming to him on Chattanooga. Like he's okay, here's a guy. He starts with a with a formation of players that he has to look at, and then he starts working them up, and then they kind of have a meeting, and he'll say, what about this kid? But here's where, where I think this is people missed the boat a little bit here. This kid was in the Senior Bowl, so they watched him play in the Senior Bowl against a different level of competition. Right. You know, and so whatever you thought of him in Chattanooga, it's, it's a four-year starter, and now he played at the Senior Bowl. Here's what we, what we would always do in every draft room. Every offensive lineman – who started four years would get a sticker on his card. Every player has a card, has his name on it, height, weight, speed, unless in Oakland and the Raiders, we had no cards, but you'd have a height, weight, speed, test score, you know, gr all the grades that you had on the player. And that card starts to get stacked on a board. Right. And so when you get, when you're a four year starter and you've played 36 games or more in the offensive line for whatever school you are, you get a sticker. It's how it's how David Andrews became a Patriot because he's a four-year starter. He's in the reject pile. Nobody thinks he's worthy of a of a because he's an undersized guy. But we learn through the process that guys that play four years in the offensive line shockingly end up playing in the NFL. Not all of them, but that's a pretty good tendency to go. And so once you find a four-year starter, like if you're the Raiders, the Raiders need an offensive lineman. Knowing Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels, they probably took every guy who started four years in, the, in college football, three years, and they put them all on one side of the board, regardless of what their grades were. And they go, go through all those guys because that's what you're trying to do. Just because a scout rejects them don't mean you're going to not look at them. Right. So that, that's, that's the Belichick process. That's the Belichick process. That's, that's what we started back. That's why when we were in, when we were in Cleveland, you know, Bernie Kosar used to say we, we, we had no idea how to draft an offensive line. Of course, that's what he would always say to the media. You know, we knew nothing about offense. That's why we ended up having Tony Jones. You know, we ended up having Steve Everett, Wally Williams, you know, Bob, Bob, Bob uh, Dahl, the offensive guard, Orlando Brown. We had like one of the best offensive lines in football when we were there. Once we, you know, once he was no longer on the team and he was holding the football, you know, we were really good because we understood how to find him. You're not going to be successful in all of them, but you got to try to find them. Yeah. And and guys in offensive line, they have to play three or four years because why? You want to see if they're mentally tough because you know what happens with offensive linemen, they get they're they're in constant combat, so they have pain all the time, elbow pain, shoulder pain, and the guys that can fight through that pain and concentrate don't get false starts, don't jump off sides, don't make mental mistakes. They have mental toughness. So the past performance predicts future achievement. One-year offensive line starters scare the hell out of you. They scare it. Why? Like, why is this – what's taking this guy so long to become great? Like Charles Cross, for example, who's drafted by Seattle, okay? Charles Cross is, went to a lot of teams. He wasn't the most cerebral player of all in, in the draft, right? I mean, he wasn't. Five-star player coming out of high school, one of the top recruits ever in Mississippi State. But Charles Cross will play next to a left guard that will help him decide sure. on what we're in. Because playing left tackle in the NFL is a, is a is a color position. You block green, you block white, you block blue. Whoever we're playing this week, that's who you block, right? That guy in the blue jersey, that's who you have. That guy in the red jersey, that's who you have. And then the guy next to him will help him. So, but he started three years. See, so right away he yep. comes in. That's what we're looking for. You feel like the Seahawks got a steal there at nine. I, th I thought he would go before that. I know he was in play. He was in play in New York. He, I think the two corners going three, four were the biggest surprise of the draft for me in the sense, in this sense. And we talked about Stingley jumping up yesterday, right? right. We said that we said it on the show yesterday, but Lovey's a cover two guy. Like to me, you're loading up on a corner that you're going to play cover two with. Like that doesn't make sense to me. Right. And then you got, then you take, you, you take Gardner, really good player, but you're a cover three team. Robert Saliza, cover three, he's going to play off cover. They're going to rent. They're going to read the ball. They're going to midpoint. What midpoint means is they will drop. They will stop in the midpoint, read the route, and then understand what's going on. So they midpoint the routes, and then they become a man team once the route gets declared. But that's a lot of capital to put into a, a team that's going to end up being a zone team. So this is where I had an issue. And so we're fit. 
Weird fit. Everybody loves the Jets draft. I would have loved the Jets draft more if they would have gone offensive line, defensive line. Now they end up getting the kid from Florida State at the bottom of the first. Sauce Gardner at four. Garrett Wilson. That's the Jets. We'll continue with them and the Giants. Just quickly to circle back on Belichick because there's a reason for the success. I love the way you laid it out. He's outworking everybody. Sneed's up there having fun. Belichick's probably studying games from I can the promise you, Belichick's got more guys written up. The, it's incredible. The, he will, and it's not that he doesn't. He writes them up. Like this isn't like he. Oh, he just remembers. He, he doesn't delegate it. it. He no, does he it writes himself. It up. He writes it so up. So, question for you: At twenty-nine, does he take Cole Strange there, thinking somebody else is hot on his tail, or just that's his player he wanted? He doesn't care about. I what think he, he's really now. He, there's nothing he does by chance. So, what they always typically do is they look over. They have a, a pretty good algorithm that they go through on where players are going to go okay and they have a sense of the range of where this guy's going to go and bill is from the school uh, he is a complete uh believer of value right he doesn't trade down as much as he does because he doesn't believe value right he believes in value tremendously so i, I think he felt like there was somebody else on the tail of the guy the guy played at the senior bowl when you play at the senior That's bowl right. Look, I can say this to you. I've watched more senior bowl tape in my life because that's all Al Davis would watch. Because the hardest thing to do in college football is evaluate evaluate the level of competition. The senior bowl is the only game where good plays against good. So you get to see good against good. So you can see this kid block other players that are good. And from that tape, like, you ask us, why isn't this guy higher up? And I, I, I look, I'm not trying to justify the pick. I'm just saying Give him a chance. It's the same thing. Look, when Ed Reed's card got turned in, the headline of the Baltimore Sun the next day was good, not spectacular. Like, nobody <laughs> thought it was good, right? <laughs> you know, like everybody thought it was just okay. Guy was MVP two years later. Same thing with the same thing that happened in Dallas when they drafted this Frederick. Not a good, you know, like what are we doing that? By the way, if the coaching thing doesn't work out for Belichick, I do feel like his approach, he'd be a good professional sports better or an investor, constantly yep. seeking value. Always <laughs> seeking value. That's what they missed the point on. Yeah, it's a tremendous. Giants fans, I got a lot of texts yesterday, including from my guy Sweetelson. They're thrilled. Should they be? We'll come back and discuss next year at Lombardi Line. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, so this is the one that I keep pushing cuz the spring special is tremendous. 59 bucks. So for the next few months, you're going to get the best betting content around and it's vsen.com for $59 through July 31st. So you get Adam Burke with the daily MLB picks. You get Jonathan Von Tobel with the best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. You get Sunshine McNeil, Andy McNeil, breaking down the action throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs. And then, you know, we get the NFL coverage, which never stops. The Kentucky Derby betting guide, which is going to be tremendous. So check it out, vcin.com slash spring. It's vcin.com slash spring. And as we welcome you back, I did get a little peek at what Michael Lombardi's brewing up as far as his next book. And I will tell, and I was a big gridiron genius fan. Used to walk around LA, listen to it all the time. Uh, this book's going to be tremendous. Thank you. Uh, the, it, I, I don't want to give too much away, but just uh, there's a lot of surprises and information. I've read as much football uh, growing up as a kid that you can possibly read, and there's nuggets in here that I've never heard of. So that's one. Uh, two, you were out at Circuit yesterday doing the broadcast where you haven't stopped working since you got here. Did you um, take a dip in the pool? I did not. I hope to do it today. I didn't even. I haven't seen Derek Stevens yet either, which is disappointing. But there was a lot of. They had a big event down there. A lot of NFL. A lot of these players were having parties, and it was. A, it was the happening spot. Have you been to the 60th floor in that hotel, the Legacy Room yet? That's called the Bill AD Room. The Bill AD Room. Yes. I, I have not been to the Legacy Club, but I hear it's baller, spectacular. I was up caller. there with my man Bill AD last night. Really? Yeah. He got me hooked on. Now he's. I'm completely hooked on this hotels tonight have you done this app at all no i have it's not. incredible they should sponsor our show uh <laughs> it's incredible but anyway so we were up there it's beautiful i hear the view is just unbelievable unparalleled unparalleled i mean and the the elevator gets you up there it doesn't you don't waste a lot of time and i'm not good at heights like like did you ever watch the 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 guy on the type wrote where he literally, this is, I can't, it's, it gives me, it, it's my, one of the great documentaries of all time. It's when this guy 
I forget he's a Frenchman that he put I did watch they that. put the wire it's the wire maybe across the world trades both of them how he got away with this I have no idea I think he got arrested when he got down he did he yeah. did get arrested but just just looking at it scared the hell out of me so that's the Legacy Club at Circa, which I think you got to kind of be dressed. It's it's kind of a big deal up there, nice and sure. AD has it on lockdown. Did now when you get up there, you got to have a cocktail. What was your order? I just had Jack Daniels, and, and Bill AD had a, and he convinced Millie with some, which didn't need to have her arm twisted to have a cocktail, that certain cocktail. So it was good. <laughs> it's, it's wonderful. Yeah, there's no arm. All right. And then we went to Barry's, and Barry's is fabulous too. Have you been to no, Barry's? No, I have not. Barry's is incredible. So you haven't even seen Stevens? Stevens, you can you get I've, your cocktails ready gone, when you I, do I see them. I need him. to go over and pay 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 my yeah uh, your homage. To, yeah, you, 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 but, uh, it, I tell you what, the 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 Circa was the place last night. It was jumping. It it's incredible. We got a beautiful studio over there. We're presenting the Lombardi line from the original studios here in Vegas at the South Point. He, of course, is Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. So we're talking about the draft. I, I mentioned Giants fans texting me. Are you Santos a Giants fan? No, no, no. Washington Commanders. Um, it's a it's a tough existence, Matthew. I was. We'll talk about too. the trade the trade back. They got Dachshund from, of course, Penn State. Uh, should Giants fans be happy? Thibodeau falls to them at five and then really falling at seven for most was Evan Neal. Right. And I think, look, if you're a giant fan, the number one thing you have to be happy with, number one, is their willingness to not be in love. And by not picking up the option on Daniel Jones, it tells you there's a new sheriff in town, that John Mara and the family isn't running family business, that we've moved away from it, that we're going to make good, sound decisions. Joe Shine, Brian Dable, we're going to make good, sound decisions based on what players do, not who we're in love with. Mm -hmm. A, that's A. B, look, you can never go wrong. The Giants built this incredible franchise because of their ability when they hired George Young in 1979 to develop offensive and defensive linemen through the draft. It was big guys. Big guys win in the football. And so they got two of the biggest guys. They got two big guys. They got Thibodeau and they got Neal. You know, and it put right in the middle. You know, Carolina had their choice. Iquanu or Neal? Iquanu or Neal? You know, they had their choice. And – I think at the end of the day, they went with a guy that they felt was completely healthy, could be in a, could have positional flexibility. They get their guy. And so to me, the best thing that happened to the Giants and the best thing that happened to Carolina was the two corners going before. Because most people thought that would have been offensive line areas. Yeah, you mentioned six, the Panthers, Aquanu, the two tackles go back to back. If the Giants, if Aquanu was sitting there at seven, the Giants would have been just as happy with Aquanu. I, I think they, I think if he would have been sitting there, at, if Cross would have been sitting there at seven, they would have taken Cross. I think everybody expected Neil to be gone. Because, I mean, look, offensive linemen are hard to find. The draft is all about what you can't pay for. Like, what can't you pay for in the open market? It's hard. Now, I grant it, you can't pay for starting corners. But again, from writing this book, what I've learned is if you don't, if you get a corner and he's not a shutdown corner and you use the third pick overall, the fourth pick, you, you might not have a good pick. So I think Gardner's a good player. I think Stingley, I think it's scheme related that I'm concerned about. However, I think when you're up there in the top, you better pick off. You can't afford offensive linemen. You can't. I mean, Joe Tooney gets a ton of money. Orlando Brown, all these guys get money. You gotta you gotta draft what you can't pay for. What's interesting about what you're saying is, you know, kind of under the radar. There's McVeigh and Snead acting a fool. I, th what you just told us about Belichick, Belichick doesn't even do the, the, those type of pressers because he's sitting there grinding, working on the next year's draft. That's funny. Anyway, uh, house money fade the Rams this year. We were talking about that during the break. So. Um, Penny Sewell played very well in the second half of the season last year, but yeah. that all gets overshadowed because of what happened with Jamar Chase, and it's a flashy position there right. in Cincinnati. So, but you do like Lions fans and the organization's happy with Sewell, but it, it's it's just not yeah, the Sewell's going to be a really good player. It's just not but the sexy. I pick. wonder this. I wonder this. I wonder if they asked Sewell what about Thibodeau. That's a great question. Because I would, if I would have been the GM of the of the, what's Lions, he like to block? What's he like to block? How tough is he? What's his character like? Like, like I need the answers here. Like, you got to give me the answers to the test here. So, and that's why I thought there was some real strong merit to the Hutchinson, to Thibodeau going too. But at the end of the day, where I think I, I, I should have considered this stronger is Spielman's got a voice. Hutchinson and Spielman, that's going to be his guy a thousand percent, right? The effort, the intensity, the love of football, that's Spielman written all over it. And they, they tweeted immediately, native son. 
Yeah. So they they're wrapping now, whether or not that played into it, like you said, nobody will know, but they're wrapping Hutchinson in that provincial blanket of he's our hometown guy. And I, I was not, I'm nonplussed. Are, are you, Every time I watched him, I was nonplussed. Yeah, me too. I mean, I didn't, when I left to get the Georgia game, I wasn't sitting there. Now today is the recap, right? So like all this conversation, five quarterbacks, you know, they got to go. Well, we, we spent nauseam talking about these quarterbacks, right? And one go, and there's nobody talking about how it's an injustice that the quarterbacks didn't go. So Pickett goes 20. Let's start there. I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, like that's it. My answer is I don't know. Like, I don't know if they know. I think they took it. They, and I thought Mike Tomlin loved Willis. That was, and, that, and that's like you said yesterday. People thinking what Tomlin was telling them. He's a little more cagey than that. I, I do think this ten, tonight. I do think Tennessee with that extra, with those extra picks in the second, could pick Ryder. You cashed plus one seventy if you had Pickett the first off the board at that position. You see the number right there. So wait, just let's repeat that. Uh, you have a rider going where potentially? Well, I mean, I know that they talked about him there. So Tennessee has 35. They have the 35th pick here. Would they take, would they take rider there? Uh, you know, I think they might. I, I would Tennessee s- likes Ritter. I think Tennessee likes Ritter. Okay. I do. I do. You know, like Houston, like, let's see here. The, the beginning of this round, it goes Tampa and then Minnesota and then Tennessee. So those first three, the giants wouldn't pick one. I mean, where are these guys going to Seattle has two picks 40 and 41. Will they take one there? Like where's Willis going to go here? Usually when a guy after the third round and we have that pause that we go, everybody has the break. And then the fourth round starts. If there's a quarterback that hasn't gone in the third, there's always that mad dash to get up. Do you remember the mad dash when Dax came out and everybody was trading up to get Connor cook and, you know, everybody wanted to get up there to get him and, you know, they couldn't get there. And all of a sudden cook went to the Raiders and Dallas Dallas had to settle for Dak Prescott. It'll be interesting to see if that's the tenor of the conversation today as we move forward. And Jerry Jones was lamenting not getting Paxton Lynch. Oh, of course. Ended up with Dak Prescott. Connor Cook started a playoff game. Yeah. (laughs) Connor Cook was a hell of a quarterback at Michigan State. He had personality issues. What I heard somebody say about Willis, the more you talked about Willis, somebody said he has the worst eyes in the draft. I didn't even know what it meant, just as far as as potentially going through reads. But there seems to be a lot of red flags with Willis, and the the draft played out so far in the first round that way. Yeah, because to me, like all these people that had him going six or five, like where are they today? Like where are they today? Yep. Like they were putting out this narrative, and all of a sudden the narrative disappeared. Well, I asked you yesterday, will we see a top a quarterback taken in the top six? And you just like no, there's no chance. And you're right. I mean, we haven't had a quarterback taken that low. I think it was Drunken Miller. Somebody tweeted twenty. I, I was a little surprised because what what is the plan there in Pittsburgh? I, obviously, Trubisky's just a, a stopgap. Well, I think Trubisky's a stopgap, right? So I think Trubisky Trubisky will be this year. And then look look here's the reality. Let's have open competition. Yep. Let's have open competition. Can't hurt. See, can't hurt. Let's see what we do. The best guy plays. The best guy wins. You know, we got a guy we know. I mean, they've watched this guy as much as anybody, and I think this too. They'll build the team around. They they're going, they want to build the team around the the running game, the ground game, not necessarily the quarterback. So I think that's what they'll do. Where did Sauce Gardner get all that ice, by the way? I gotta get a jeweler. Coming back with Wes Reynolds next. From BBC Radio Four, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, sign up today, 200 bucks. If you place a $10 money line wager on any NBA playoff game, either team hits a three-pointer, regardless of your bet's outcome, you're going to win $200. It's that simple. You have to use the code 200. So, again, the code is code 200, C-O-D-E 200, uh, to enjoy this offer over at BetMGM. New customer offer, 21 years of age or older. Again, please gamble responsibly, and if you have an issue, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. Michael Lombardi here on the Lombardi line. I'm Patrick Maher. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We're going to welcome in our buddy, Wes Reynolds, of course, VSIN host, Long Shots, and a myriad of program. We say hi to Wes. Wes, what's cracking, buddy? Good morning, guys. How are you? Doing well. What'd you think? It would just, how about just a couple of takeaways from yesterday? Any surprises off the bat from the uh, draft? I don't know if there are necessarily any surprises now that we have so much more information out on the draft, especially from a betting standpoint. Look, I'm somebody that's kind of pretty chintzy where I don't have a ton of NFL draft bets. I certainly don't get into it as much as some of the others on the network. But once the information got out that, okay, maybe these corners could potentially go number three, and that's what I went ahead and did and just followed along and bet the trifecta where we kind of knew, okay, Walker's going to be the guy in Jacksonville to go Walker, Hutchinson, Stingley at plus 550. And then I hedged it to with Sauce Gardner being in that number three hole at six to one. And one of them got there. But I think you could just see, you know, what the NFL is right now. And we kind of look at what we call seminal moments in, in a league. And I think one thing that was a seminal moment last year was everybody watched that divisional playoff game between Buffalo and Kansas City. And they're like, we got to get some of these guys, you know, because they can score so quickly. And I mean, you saw those lead changes so late in the fourth quarter. And I remember the Colts owner, Jim Irsay, tweeting out, you've got to have this type of quarterback to win in this league and that pretty much sealed Carson Wentz's fate. So that's why you see all these receivers get drafted in the first round because they want that extra year of control. And then you see these trades and what these receivers can go for. I brought, I personally thought Arizona overpaid a little bit for Hollywood Brown, but uh, nevertheless, uh, they wanted to keep that quarterback who's been pretty unhappy, a lot more happy. So how much do you think this trade for Hollywood Brown really affects the win total for Arizona? Let's play this forward, Wes. I mean, do you think that this vaults them into any kind of contention of, uh, of upseating the Rams or the 49ers? You know, not really, Michael, because, I mean, you know, Hollywood Brown certainly has some skill sets, but the guy basically runs like two routes. And he's not coming in there, even though they paid for him like he's a number one. I'm not convinced he's the number one guy on that roster when you've got DeAndre Hopkins, when you've got that now a second-year Rondale Moore to kind of run those underneath routes from the slot. So you didn't necessarily pay for or you didn't necessarily get a number one receiver, in my opinion, for what you paid for him. So, look, uh, maybe it keeps Kyler Murray a little bit more happy and he's more willing to come to the table, but I don't think that it vaulted them over the Rams at all. No, their season win totals nine. I I agree with both of you. I actually think the trade was a disaster. I think, think I don't know why you give up capital for Marquise Brown. It, the incons- it's 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 not an overwhelming that player. capital. Why would you give up that exactly. capital? Exactly. I, I mean, I agree. You know, it just doesn't. It didn't make any sense. But you know, I have a hard time figuring out Arizona every time. Like Steve Kime does his own thing. He he kind of does his own thing. But I think what we don't do enough of, we don't talk enough about this, 
It, this is one of the things that I've learned writing this book. For example, you know, Lance Allworth, every, every six times Lance Allworth touched the ball, the ball was in the end zone. Randy Moss, every eight times he touched the ball, the ball was in the end zone. You know, like that's what you got to pay for. What Jim Irsay was tweeting out is the ball gets in the end zone. You got to get it in the end zone. Hollywood Brown had, he had 146 times the ball was thrown in his direction. He had 91 catches. Yeah. 146 to 91. That's not a good ratio. Like, and because he's diminutive. I mean, I know they're trying to start the, 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 the Oz land out there. I understand Munchkin land, but the reality of it is, is six touchdown passes. Like his long was 40, his long in his career, Patrick is 41 yards, right? That's his career. Yeah. Like it's, and when you have a little quarterback trying to find a little so, receiver, you are, you are off to a uh, lollipop. And, and essentially over the middle, it's all slot. So yeah, good luck finding them. If you're Murray standing in that pocket. Okay. Wes, I'm like you, Wes, by the way, I know our buddy, Will Hill, he had a lot of liability last night. I'm sure he was texting. He, he, he did not text me. He had a bad night. So Will, meant, yeah. he, he, he was highly leveraged last night. I don't really get involved in the, in that market. Uh, Wes, and by the way, three series ended uh, in the association last night. How about all three series ending on the road? Yeah, exactly. So the trend really continues, and it's been your friend since about 2005 when you go, because I think we all think that, okay, these are going to go seven games because the NBA, you know, wants all these games to go seven. All three road favorites, and all three of them were pretty small road favorites, but all three won on the road. So here's a trend for you dating back to 2004 and 2005 season. Road favorites in game six are now 31, 11, and one against the number. That's 74%. When we have another one in that situation tonight with the Memphis Grizzlies, small favorite on the road. You know, we had Steve Mackin and Patrick on the show on Wednesday, and he went over what Wes just talked about. And it was the one of the things I kept saying, now I know why Philly is still the favorite is because what Wes discussed is this was the game that the better team, even though they were playing on the road in a seven-game series, took over. Now, I wasn't buying it. I, I would have been wrong. I mean, the second half proved me well. The third quarter, just to that me, was it. it was over with game in the changed. third quarter. Yep. You know, the Dallas game was back and forth. I mean, like you said, Bondanovich has an open shot. They may, He makes that 70% of the time. He missed that. Yep. Dallas was fortunate, and I thought New Orleans, to me, just isn't quite there yet. Dallas is going to take a step up. They've got Phoenix next. Your, you, Michael Lombardi's got a tough spot here because it's heat culture against the 76ers. How about tonight? The Grizzlies look to close out the Timberwolves on the road west. Open one. Looks like the Grizzlies getting bet a little bit, maybe a point and a half. Yeah, I think I kind of got to follow that trend here, and I usually don't like to do it. I always say the trend's not necessarily your friend. It's more like your acquaintance, but... If you look at this spot, this this series has been pretty wild because you've got two really young teams that don't have a lot of playoff experience. So that's why you've seen the erratic performances like from Carl Anthony Towns, for example, where, you know, he seems to not do anything. And then he looks like Joel Embiid the next game and puts up Joel Embiid type numbers. But uh, my lean here is going to be the Grizzlies. I haven't decided what I'm going to do on the total. If I had to, I would play the over because I think what you see with betters, there's kind of that sense out there that it's like, oh, man, this is a closeout game. This is an elimination game for a series. So under, 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 right? Well, we saw two of the three last night go over. Uh, New Orleans and Phoenix went over. Philadelphia and Toronto. Philadelphia played their best game of the series last night, and they easily went over the total. And with these two teams, the way they get up and down the floor, I know the under hit the last game. I would lean a little bit to the over, but I'm probably going to be watching this game tonight and maybe waiting for an in-game opportunity because I think as we've seen in this series, you get a lot of ebbs and flows. I mean, Minnesota blew two 20-point leads in just one game of basketball. So, you know, that's what you want to do is, I think, kind of try to trade in and out of this game play against runs. You know, I, I think to me, I have a hard time betting Minnesota here, Patrick, for me, I agree. I, I don't know how I would feel comfortable no matter what the lead was <laughs> that they were not going to give it back up. Wes, that's the hard part for me is yeah. I mean, do I, would I take Memphis? No, because I think there is a time where the Timberwolves, I think the Timberwolves, I said this before the series, I thought they're the better team. I really do. I thought they're the better team. Now I don't think they're the mentally tough team. I don't think they can close the game out. But this worries me about this series. I, I just have a hard time trusting Minnesota. 
Remember, Minnesota was up big that whole game five, and Jaw just took over down the stretch. It's they should have won games that game. in a row. I mean, yeah, it's two games in a row. They've had a, they they actually this series should be over. Yeah, no question about it. Like, and Brandon Clark was really the key. He was the guy that took over getting all those offensive rebounds. Yep. And, you know, because what they've done, Memphis has put Steven Adams on the bench. Minnesota's kind of played him out of the series. So now they're going with Xavier Tillman, the guy out of Michigan State, as kind of their five, even though he's playing limited minutes. But it's really been Brandon Clark that's been the key for them. But if I might be looking at player props here tonight, too. And a guy like over his point total is Desmond Bain. I think everybody's going to play jaw because he took over in the fourth quarter. But keep in mind, he only had 17 points until those final few minutes where he pretty much scored every basket down the stretch. Heat opened minus 180 in the series against the 76ers. Did you think it was going to be that heavy? I did not. I thought maybe about 160, a little bit smaller. But I think the question with Embiid's thumb and also can James Harden do what he did last night? I mean, everybody was writing his obituary a couple days ago on national television. And I thought James Harden was excellent last night. And I think his presence just being on the floor helps Tobias Harris and helps Tyrese Maxey. They've been much better three-point shooters since that Harden trade. So, yeah, I thought that maybe this was a little bit high, but this is one I might wait and kind of try to trade in and out of during the series. Yep. We'll come back and discuss that 76er series with Michael Lombardi next. Wes Reynolds said, so Wes, basically you're saying trends are like your side piece. You don't marry, you don't marry trends is what you're saying. It's your, it's your, it's your burner farm. It's your your jump off. Wes Reynolds won on Twitter. Thanks Wes. You're the best. Talk to you soon. You bet. Thanks guys. Okay. We'll get into that series. Heat culture 76ers next here. Lombardi line. Visa the sports betting network. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.